Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Something Something Podcast. My name is Eric Kasloff, and with me, as always, is Larry Sands. How's it going, Larry? Everything is excellent, Eric. How are you, man? Doing good, man. It feels like we haven't done this in months. Uh, yeah, I think we haven't done it in months to be. <laughs> to be. We've been so busy with, with you know, yeah. other other things other that pertain projects. to the podcast yeah exactly yeah yeah and um, you know editing you're doing a lot of projects i'm editing a movie writing a movie so yeah <laughs> and found, editing our podcast too and editing podcasts so yeah you know like i said man if it, the life the answer to all of life's problems is in cigars and whiskey Oh, well, not the, not the, not the answer I would have said, but okay. All right. I, I can go with that. Um, you know, speaking of cigars, not necessarily whiskey, you know, Eric, I have been into oddly enough because I, I kind of discovered cigars. Oh gosh, man. Um, when we first moved to California in the late nineties. Right. Okay. And, and I say this, with cigars because I've been like listening like for the past like month maybe like all of Guns N' Roses catalog okay and and you you I kind of forget all the great music that they've had yeah right and and um it's just thinking about the the uh the year that they released Use Your Illusion 1 and 2 yes back in i think it was 91 i think i want to say interesting note the new thor movie has four guns and roses songs in it apparently really and they use november rain at the very end oh very cool okay all right I, I might have to see that then um you know i've i've kind of been on it and the reason i bring this up i kind of have been on a nostalgic kick oh um, i know something about that Yes. Um, and, and actually this all kind of ties in to our guest for this episode and I will explain in a minute, but I have been absolutely crazy. Like watching, I just started uh, a couple of days ago watching burn notice on, oh, okay. Yeah. On freebie formerly IMDB TV. So, yeah. um, but and I, you know, I I know you love Bruce Campbell. He's my favorite actor. I have all of his books. Yes, which is absolutely amazing because he's part of Burn Notice. They did an entire movie special about his character. Oh, really? Yeah, like his no, backstory. See, see, that's super cool. Um, and you know, it just it. It's weird because, and we've talked about this before, but when you watch TV, when you listen to music, when you read a book, it takes you back to when, you know, like when you were growing up, right? And your childhood stuff. Where you were, like when I watch episodes of The Simpsons, yeah, I'm remembering exactly where I was when I saw that episode what was going on in my life so it's like there's one we'll do this another time i can give you a whole thing about what was going on in my life during this one episode even the weather i could tell oh, really? you about. yeah <laughs> see it, it's it's funny the way that we capture memories in our head and and you know it started 
it got me thinking about like being in high school and I had mono in high school. I had, I, and, and this is one thing that I want to really talk to our guest for this episode, because he has a, a book about chronic fatigue syndrome. And, and I don't know uh, uh, if you remember uh, Shalar and her son, yes, of Skylar. Course. Yeah. He had Epstein-Barr. What's that? Uh, that well, that okay. I don't want to be wrong. I I know kind of what it is, but I don't want to be wrong because our guest is. I think he's an expert on it because he wrote a book. And let's right? have him explain what that is. That's exactly. Sure that's exactly exactly. So, um, want to welcome to the show, Jason Boyce. Hi, Jason. Hey, Larry. How you doing? Good. How are you? How's it going, Jason? Hey, Eric. Yeah, great. I'm doing really well, thanks. Excellent. Awesome. Excellent. Now, now I know you were listening to our little opening there, and yeah. um, you have a book called Chronic Fatigue Gone. And right. um, reading on your website, it deals obviously with chronic fatigue syndrome, but more importantly, it it also helps with long a uh, long uh, long COVID. Is that That's right? Correct. That's um, right. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about um, what chronic fatigue is, because again, I think for me and people you know that I knew growing up, um, we had it in high school, and my friend's son had it when he was in high school. Um, mm -hmm. But it it really and I didn't know that it could linger as long as it does. And I don't know if linger is a good word for it, but it stays with you. Mm. It stays no, quite think, a while. Yeah, I think linger is a great word for it because that's what it does. That's why the word chronic is involved in the title. It, mm. it can for some people it can last an entire lifetime. Oh, um, wow. from you know being 10 years old to 90 years old and if you're unfortunate enough to be in that category then my heart really goes out to you because what a way to live your life right I mean I've had it for chronic fatigue syndrome for 16 17 years and it's been a hell of a challenge a challenge of my life to beat this uh, awful terrible disease and with the advent of long COVID which has very similar symptoms mm. um well, one of the symptoms is chronic fatigue, then obviously my heart goes out to everybody who has long COVID. Um, but whilst writing the book, because I've had chronic fatigue for such a long time that COVID became a thing. Right. So I had to go back and rewrite the book to incorporate everything that COVID was and is. And of course, the advent of long COVID became apparent at some point in the pandemic. And therefore, I had to incorporate long COVID into the book to try and help people get over long COVID. And I believe that all the remedies and therapies that I've written about in the book will help people with long COVID. Man, mm. that's uh, to hear to hear you talk about how long you've been dealing with it. Yeah. Um, and I think anybody that has dealt with any kind of chronic illness or uh, dare I say a caregiver or knows somebody that mm -hmm. that deals with a chronic illness like this, it automatically brings up like an emotion, right? Because yeah. it is yeah. it's hard. And to hear yeah, there, are, there are two yeah, 
there are two aspects to it. So there's the physical problems that you have to deal with. And then the less spoken about, less dealt with are the mental issues. Yeah. Uh, and when you have chronic fatigue, almost everybody gets depressed. And I've written a chapter in the book on how to beat depression caused by chronic fatigue. And that is one of the first chapters in the book. It's called Beat Depression First because it's such an important issue. It's very difficult to get better from any ailment if you're depressed because you don't do the right things that help you get better, right? You generally do the the worst things such as drink whiskey and smoke cigars, which I think you've really spoken about, right? Hey, now. (laughs) Man, that was a good time. Hey, now. Yeah. (laughs) Um, <laughs> so, but uh, but seriously though, um, th- the reason why people with chronic fatigue don't live as long as people without chronic fatigue. In fact, the average age of, of living life is fifty nine or fifty eight years old, which is shocking, right? And yeah. it's not generally not due to the symptoms; it's due to the suicide rate. You're seven hundred percent more likely to die of suicide if you have chronic fatigue syndrome. So bear that in mind. And that's why the, the chapter on beating depression is such an important chapter. Yeah. And to go into quite a lot of depth on how to beat depression. Um, so I you know, advise people to, to buy the book. If you're depressed anyway, you know, even if you don't have chronic fatigue, the book's really useful to help beat depression. Um, and so it's, it's vital to beat depression and also uh, get back to sleep because the other emotional the psychological problem is insomnia. In fact, it's a physical, obviously a physical uh, issue, but it, it also adds on to the pressure of being more depressed because if you're not sleeping properly, depression becomes even worse. So, um, so these are the two, two chapters in the book that are vital to, to getting better. My God, it, it's, wow. it's, it is a vicious cycle, isn't it? It really is, yeah. And that's what people don't understand. You've got to break the cycle. You got to get out of the cycle and that pretty much is what this book does is help you break that cycle yeah by sort of if you think of the cycle or a circle as if you could chop it up into little sections then each chapter is a little section in that circle and if you can read every chapter and and do what i say in the chapter then you can break the circle fairly easily which is what i have done because i've I've concentrated on my mental health beat depression i beat insomnia and those two um, things allowed me to do all the other therapies in the book, which helped me get better and live a normal life, which I now can do. I, I have the energy to do what I want to do. Wow. Um, after 16 years of researching and working on the different combinations of therapies to figure out what works, which I wrote down in a journal all, over all of those years. And when my journal was, was you know, a couple of inches thick, I realized I had a manual to beat chronic fatigue syndrome. Mm. So I felt it was my duty then to put that, collate that information into a book and then release it to the public. So other people in my situation don't have to go through what I've been going through, which is hundreds of different doctors who, to be fair, have not been helpful, especially primary care doctors, because they don't know what to do or they historically haven't known what to do with people like me. Um, and so actually one of the piece, first piece of advice in the book is to get, find a doctor that can help you, either chronic fatigue specialist or naturopath or a holistic physician mm. um, and dump your primary care physician because they're simply, well, they're overwhelmed 
generally with with information that they need to learn or they don't have time to learn about very complex diseases like chronic fatigue syndrome yeah so there's there's another piece of advice um which is which is all i mean just just that advice alone i can i mean we we've actually talked to a naturopath on the yeah. mm-hmm. show and mm-hmm. um i mean i i don't know i'm just trying to process all this it i mean there's a foundation for where when it starts our mental health and then once you get over that get over it once you work on that because that takes exactly. a lot of work yeah it does you know? um there's something you can do actually um and i recommend everybody does some research on this and i've done this therapy it's called ketamine therapy are you aware of ketamine no Have no you heard of ketamine no, ketamine ketamine is extraordinary it's a psychoactive drug um it's in a different different category to lsd but it's a psychoactive drug that is provided by hundreds of clinics throughout the United States. And you can look it up. You can look it up on your Google Maps, a ketamine near me. Um, and what it does, um, you go to a clinic, they put an IV drip in your arm. Um, you go under for about 40 minutes where you have, it's hard to explain the, the experience, but it's, a, it's called a disassociative state whereby it's basically, it was used as an anesthetic for like 50, 60 years. And so you basically go under, but it's a much smaller dose than they use, they used to use to put you completely asleep. So you're semi-conscious, although you can't really move much. And what happens is you have these, you go into a dreamlike state whereby you're semi-conscious, but your brain goes on a pretty wild ride. Oh. And what it does, it floods the brain with it, with this um, neurotransmitter called glutamate. And what that does, it's like, um, imagine um, a complicated road network that's full of potholes. What the glutamate does, it fills in the potholes, like one of those wow. machines that smooths, you know, puts the asphalt mm-hmm. down. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. it repairs, it repairs a lot of the neural pathways in the brain, um, which causes depression. And what ketamine can do in one session is repair those potholes and rewire the brain. It's the most extraordinary compound. And it's been used now for people who are suicidal. So it's used for people who are resistant to antidepressants, who have tried lots of different antidepressants which haven't worked for them. And um, it's completely legal. It's not an illegal substance. It's legal legal to perform um, ketamine therapy via these um, clinics that are licensed to do that and um me for me personally i believe it should be the first line therapy not the last line therapy because it's been incredibly useful to me i've done 10 sessions of ketamine so i've been under for what approximately eight hours of ketamine therapy i've enjoyed every minute of it it's been a lot of fun (laughs) (laughs) for me personally um but the, but the experience of it, I mean, it doesn't, you don't feel great when you come out of it. You feel groggy and sometimes nauseous. But the next morning when you wake up, you feel fantastic. Really? You feel light on your feet. It rewires wow. the brain. Everything seems a little brighter. You feel a little lighter on your feet. And, um, you know, I can highly recommend that as um, for people who, you know, really struggle with depression for a long time, but antidepressants really doesn't seem to work for them. Then I can recommend ketamine therapy. And I, I, uh, implore people to just research it just google it ketamine 
you K-E-T-A-M-I-N-E, ketamine therapy. You know, um, it, that's just it, a, that's that's something I talk about in the book, obviously, as well. I'll go into more detail of ketamine. Yeah. Wow. Um, you know, one thing that and I have I, I just have a thought if mm. if people want to re and this may be a, a weird thing to you, but if people want to reach out to you to ask mm. you like mm. questions or to because I think people need to when when people have a chronic illness they they search and search and yes. search and yes and you know a lot of times it's kind of like what you're saying you go through all these things all these searches and everybody has an opinion yes <laughs> you know? quite right yes um and yeah um not every opinion is for everybody but right. i i get the feeling jason that you i mean you've been through this for 16 years mm-hmm and i think your knowledge is vast priceless really yeah i think your knowledge is vast i think it's solid Mm -hmm. um because just talking to you there's a there's a ease in in how you how you talk about and we just started to talk don't get me wrong i just find it i find it fascinating Mm -hmm. that that uh, you have so much knowledge i i really do and i'm and i and actually i i'm really sorry that you've had to go through what you've had to go through but if you hadn't gone through that then you would not be here at this very moment Mm -hmm. right about all your all your experiments <laughs> as it were well that that's right and you know you're right i wouldn't be here talking to you about it and you know one thing that i've tried to do in my life is turn a negative into a positive yeah. and turning this disease into a positive was writing the book and then being able to help other people right and there's i've actually written about that because there's a chapter in the book uh, about positive thinking yeah. and how positive thinking is a vital therapy to get better and um, there's a whole um, chapter on positive thinking and techniques about positive thinking, including like affirmations, yeah. you know, yeah. um, in order to help you get better. Because you can't get better if you have a negative mindset. It's virtually impossible. Yeah. And that's the biggest stumbling block for anybody with any disease or any, any affliction that you have. Yeah. Having a negative mindset, it's virtually impossible to, to get better. So that's another chapter in the book that will help people yeah. um, create a positive habit as well. In you know, because creating a habit is really important in life, um, generally speaking. So there's a a section on how to create a positive habit as well as positive mental attitude. Man, wow. Um, Have you, uh, have you? This may be a weird question, but Mm -hmm. have you talked to therapists about like everything you've gone through? Yes, I have. Um, yeah, I mean, I've spoken to therapists, but I, it's not the therapy so much that's really helped me. Um, it's more my own research. I mean, therapists have helped, but don't, you know, I'm going to say they haven't because they've taught me stuff and yeah. teaching me things has been helpful for me to help other people. Yeah. So that's one of the reasons I could write that chapter on depression because therapists helped me to understand depression more. And yeah. how to deal with those issues. Yeah. Um, 
I also have a daughter who's chronically depressed. She's mm. very sick and um, she's also autistic, but she's a genius. She's only 17 years old, but she's learned all about the brain and she's learned all mm. about depression. Mm. And um, her, she's learned so much that she now knows as much as her therapist, so mm. much so that a therapist is employing her as an employee to run groups for trouble kids. Wow. Yeah, and she's 17 years old. Um, so she's been a real inspiration to me. She's actually taught me a lot as well about the brain, how it works, all the different sections of the brain, how they you know, work together. It's yeah. been absolutely fascinating. Wow. So she's taught me a lot. Um, and she's one of the inspirations for the book. And, and that dep- she actually edited the chapter on depression. Really? Um, Whoa. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, so that's been a real inspiration to me. That's um, pretty cool. Yeah. But what I hope is people buy the book and yeah, and learn. You, you said earlier, how do people contact me? Yeah. Well, they can contact me through the website. Yeah. Uh, the website is chronicfatiguegone.com. And there's a link in there where people can just email me. So right. people can go to that website and just email me anything they want to. And I'll come back to them um, with any question they have about anything in the book or anything about chronic fatigue or uh, the triggers of chronic fatigue because that's another chapter in the book is triggers mm. of chronic fatigue and you said you had mononucleosis which is uh, also known as epstein-barr virus yeah and um that's one of the key triggers or one of the main triggers but not the only trigger there's actually quite a lot of triggers of chronic really? fatigue syndrome many people have no idea um obviously lyme disease is the other one that i discuss in detail wow. um um, and enteroviruses. There's also things that people don't realize, like um, they may have metallic or mercury amalgam fillings in the mm. teeth, mm. which over time can leach mercury into the blood and cause chronic fatigue Whoa. over and over again by leaching into the blood. So one of the advice there is to have, if you do have any mercury or any kind of metal fillings, is have them replaced with porcelain fillings, um, which is a more modern way of going about it. But uh, my research showed that it's, it's still FDA approved. Mercury is still FDA approved. Hmm. So some, I mean, I doubt if any dentist out there put mercury in, but you never the know. FDA yeah. said, oh, it's okay to have mercury fillings. And my research says, no, it's not okay to have mercury filling. So that's uh, another one. Yeah. Uh, chronic um, chronic path- pathogenization. So you, you can have a chronic um, bacteria issues. You can get abscesses in the gums that can mm. leach very slowly over time. Um, if you don't clean your teeth properly, you can have bacteria that builds up and then you swallow the bacteria and that can cause chronic fatigue. So there's, there's quite a lot of uh, issues. The other one, but the really interesting one that's come to light is spinal cord issues. Um, spinal cord, I, research has blown me away. So 80, I think it's 83% of everybody with chronic fatigue syndrome as a spinal cord problem, which means that one of the discs in the L1 or L2 is a two top discs. One of those discs is misaligned in 83% of people with chronic fatigue syndrome. So if you have chronic fatigue syndrome, go and see a chiropractor, go and get an X-ray, check the, check the top part of your spine to see if it's out of line. Now my, my L2, I think it was, was five millimeters out of line. So the, um, and what that does when the spinal column, when, when the vertebrae slightly out of line, it puts pressure on the nerves in the neck. The main nerve in the neck is called the vagus nerve. And if that has pressure on it, 
it can cause chronic fatigue syndrome. Wow. Now you can, you can get better. And you know, one of the reasons why I'm better as well is I had a lot of manipulation by a chiropractor. I had six months treatment on my neck and he pushed that vertebrae back in line and it relieved the pressure on my vagus nerve. Now, one of the, one of the causes of chronic fatigue is uh, autonomous nervous uh, system breakdown, basically. And that's caused, oops, that's caused by a um, compressed vagus nerve. And there are, I've got a whole chapter in the book on how to stimulate the vagus nerve and get it working again um, so it doesn't overstimulate your nervous system. Because when your nervous system is overstimulated, it burns calories, it burns energy, unknown to you. And um, because it burns so much energy, it causes chronic fatigue and people don't realize it. You may not know that you have an autonomic nervous dysfunction problem. because there are two parts of it. There's the sympathetic nervous system and the um, parasympathetic nervous system. The sympathetic nervous system is the fight or flight so you know, if you're suddenly startled, you jump, your heart races, your adrenaline goes up, that's your sympathetic nervous system. And with people with chronic fatigue syndrome, their sympathetic nervous system is overstimulated 100% of the time, which also causes insomnia, um, which exacerbates the chronic fatigue. And to get to calm that sympathetic nervous system down, you need to stimulate the vagus nerve and or fix the problem in the spinal column. So um, very important piece of advice is go see a chiropractor, go get the x-ray, see if your spinal column is uh, out of line, which they can probably manipulate to get back in line, unless you've had a car crash and it's really bad or you have serious back issues, or you may need surgery, but um, it's a really important part of, of getting better from chronic fatigue is to at least have the x-ray and figure out whether or not your spinal column is out of line. It's a really important part of uh, figuring out a really important part of the puzzle. Okay. Remember the part where I said, I think you're an expert in this. I was wrong. <laughs> you're a master. Yeah. In- <laughs> no, I wouldn't say that. Well, <laughs> and, Thanks, and, I and, oh, well, you're welcome. But, and, and I, I don't say that just to say it because I, I, I have a feeling that, you've done more research than like you said a primary care physician would oh yeah that's any sure, other yeah, doctor that's not specialized and and did you say there are doctors that specialize in there chronic are doctors fatigue? That, yes there are yeah. okay oh. yeah um which is good to know um yeah. but in your book now now um i mean the the research that you've done and I, I do want to get into some of the experimental things that you've yes. done mm-hmm. that 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 may have worked that that you found out from somebody else and tried it that didn't work at all or if it did. But mm. um, one thing that that really comes to my mind is with ah. Uh, with all the research that you've done, how, how are people not connecting the dots like you have? Does that make sense? 
Is it? Is yeah, it... it's this combination of reasons. I've been 100% invested in learning about this disease for several years. I've given up work to do it. Not many people probably do that, I'm guessing. Um, certainly doctors won't be able to do that. Yeah. Um, as to why other people have not connected, I mean, you know, I've read so many books on chronic fatigue and, and none of the books have connected all the dots. Yeah. Um, like I believe my book does. Yeah. Um, and that was a surprise to me because I thought, I did think a lot of this information should be fairly evident. Yeah. In that, you know, yeah. Um, high dose vitamin D, for example, is vital for, for recovery. Mm. Um, even though people know that high, you know, high dose vitamin D is important, but she, nobody takes vitamin D supplement. Right. Why not? Right. You know? right. And, and then the, obviously the spinal cord issues and all the other triggers. Um, a lot of people don't know. I mean, your doctor's not going to say, um, have you been tested for carbon monoxide poisoning? Cause you can get chronic carbon mon monoxide ingestion without even knowing it because hmm. it's odorless yeah. and and it's one of, another trigger for chronic fatigue syndrome you right. may have an old gas heater that's pumping out small amounts of carbon monoxide but you huh. bring it in every day and it's causing chronic fatigue syndrome you don't know about it uh, so i mean i've i believe i've got every pretty much every trigger possible known i've really researched it hard wow. to get every trigger in there because the triggers are important because without knowing the trigger you can't really know the, the you know the proper response to deal with it especially if it's a spinal cord issue yeah. or a carbon monoxide issue or a dental amalgam issue or a silicon breast implant issue which also causes oh. chronic fatigue wow. um so so yeah i mean I'm, i am surprised actually that there are there are not other books out there that tied everything together like my book has yeah that's right the reason why i wrote it because no, there wasn't anything on the market that could help other people and yeah yeah, and there's no other book that, that goes into every single therapy, every trigger, ties it all together in you know one package. That doesn't mean I've got everything. Right, I right. probably mi have missed stuff. I'm sure there are other therapies that are beneficial that I haven't discussed. Yeah, almost certain because you can't cover everything. There's there's millions of things out there to try, but I believe that I've got a really strong winning combination to to conquer chronic fatigue syndrome. Let's uh, that I mean that in itself is is really amazing. Let's talk a little bit about um some of the therapies that that you heard about that didn't necessarily work for you. And and I do put a disclaimer on this kind of if it could if you could consider a disclaimer. Not not and not every is it true that not every therapy is for everybody. Mm, it's very true. Okay. It's extremely true. Yeah. Okay. Uh, even every therapy in the book is probably not for everybody. Um, oh. There are a couple of things. I think that the main one um, is probably obvious, which is supplements. There are thousands of supplements out there. 90% of them are probably not going to be that useful. Uh, I have a chapter on supplements and I mm -hmm. go through them all and say which ones are beneficial. Um, most of them are probably not beneficial. Um, the V, the V supplements are beneficial, generally speaking. That's vitamins mm, um, okay. because your body actually does need them. And I've got into a whole chapter on vitamin D, and as I said, it's the most important supplement, vital to take. There's a whole chapter on it. Um, you're, I mean, this is extraordinary as well. Part of my research, one of the most interesting parts of research, was to show that people had COVID. People who went into the ER 
room who were very sick with COVID, risk of death, those people were 3.4 times more likely to die from COVID if they had low vitamin D levels. Wow. Really? Extraordinary. Yeah. yeah. Why the CDC didn't come out with a statement say, please take more vitamin D, I have no idea. Right. This, these, you know, <clears throat> university studies have shown it. These are real studies, you know, it's not. And I, I don't understand why um, this isn't more known about. Vitamin D, getting the vitamin D levels really. The problem is that the, the uh, ICU, International Units, uh, IUs, International Units of Vitamin D, recommended daily allowance is tiny. It's such a small amount. And that was because vitamin D or vitamin D was used for rickets back in the 1930s or whenever it was. And they decided and that was a safe level, but that's not true. Um, I take, um, I've been taking 30,000 IUs a day um, for several months. My vitamin D levels are at like 98% right at the top. Wow. And okay. that's kept me, it's kept me super healthy. It's pretty much eliminated uh, the chances of COVID doing any damage for me now. Wow. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's one of the key substances that can abate all diseases. Um, I mean, I think it was a very high percentage of people who have heart attacks at very low vitamin D levels. So it's it's just a very important wow. supplement, very cheap to take. Yeah. Uh, side yeah. effects are minimal unless you really overdo. I mean, you'd have to be taking 100,000 IUs a day every day to have to overdose on it yeah so um so that's unlikely so that's incredibly important to to do um also vitamin c is obviously important but it metabolizes very quickly you have to take it little and often Mm -hmm. um so i put a powder vitamin c in my drink every day yeah um not not the whole packet but i do half in the morning half in the evening that way to keep my vitamin c levels up yeah um so so yeah i mean I mean, talk about all the things that are not. I could be here all week talking about things right, that don't help, right? right? Yeah. There's hundreds of vitamins that don't help. I find the heat therapy doesn't really help much. So saunas don't really help. Ter- might make you feel nice, but and, not uh, terribly helpful for chronic fatigue. And actually, make it slightly worse that it makes you more drowsy. Although useful at the if you do it right before you go to bed, if you can have if you have a sauna at home or something. But generally speaking, that's not that helpful. So. Um, but I'd rather talk about things that are helpful. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. 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 But, yeah. Um, the other main therapy that I recommend everybody do is glutathione. There's um, a substance glutathione, which is present, naturally present in the body, which it's kind of like, uh, how can I explain, like a cleaner for your body. It gets rid of all the toxins. Mm. So modern life, when you breathe air, it's, it's got toxins in it. The food chain now, the food supply has got more and more toxins as we get yeah. more and more, you know, um, dirtier food, I guess. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, goes through the food chain. And um, glutathione uh, cleans that out of the body. Um, so, glutathione, people can take it in pills, but it doesn't really do well getting through the digestive tract. It gets, mm. it gets burned away by the acid and taken out of the body. But it's shown that people who, when you're getting older and older, your glutathione levels in your brain get lower and lower and lower. So it's important to keep those up in order to stay healthy. And I, glut- uh, I nebulize glutathione. Now, uh, nebulizing, um, nebulizer is a small device you can buy. You can buy it on Amazon for 50 bucks or whatever. And it turns liquid into a vapor. 
Okay. So you put yeah. you put glutathione in the nebulizer, put a face mask on, and glutathione. You breathe it in, and that way it gets into your lungs straight away. And it gives you a, a burst. Like vitamin D, it's found with people with low glutathione were more likely to die from COVID. Wow. So it's another one of those really key substances that can abate all these nasty um, viruses. Because viruses are the number one problem, right? Right. This is why COVID has caused chronic fatigue. Because viruses that linger, such as COVID, Epstein-Barr virus is the number one suspect. Because Epstein, you're talking about Epstein-Barr virus and what is it? Epstein-Barr virus is a virus that never goes out of your system. It's the most common virus known to man. It's been like 95% of the world's population has Epstein-Barr, but it remains dormant and it lies dormant in the spinal column. Um, And times of stress or times of when your immune system is weak, um, it reactivates and causes all the chronic fatigue syndrome symptoms. Um, So yes, glutathione, vitamin D, they're the two main uh, I go into great depth in the book about these, also stimulating the vagus nerve. Um, there's also uh, hydrogen peroxide therapy. That one's a bit more controversial. Now, now that's <laughs> the got... hydrogen peroxide, like when you mm. have cuts, right? Or, or... Right, yeah. It, really? Okay, so what do you do with it for this? Yeah, as I was saying, you use a, don't drink it. <laughs> obviously, use... yeah. Yeah, obviously, don't drink it. Um, the way you ingest uh, hydrogen peroxide is to use a nebulizer um, and to do it in very low concentrations. So that's lower, 3% or lower, right? Anything above that is potentially harmful. Wow. So 3% or lower. So um, hydrogen peroxide, the chemical compound is H2O2. You may recall water is H2O. Yeah. So H2O2 is a one additional oxygen atom. So when um, you have hydrogen peroxide naturally in your body, you pee hydrogen peroxide when it comes out in your urine. Mm-hmm. So, um, so it's not quite as dangerous as you think. Without hydrogen peroxide, we'd probably be dead because it, it's, uh, it helps the immune system um, attack pathogens. So hydrogen peroxide, when you nebulize it, increases blood oxygen levels. Now, I know this for a fact because... Um, I wore an oximeter, you know, the little thing you wear on your finger to check your oxygen levels yeah. and your pulse. Yeah. I wore one of those, uh, nebulized hydrogen peroxide. I went from 95 to 100% in less than a minute. So what hydrogen peroxide does, it increases blood oxygen levels. Really, and think about that. When, you, when people are dying from COVID, what happens to them? They have really low blood oxygen yeah. levels, right? And they need to go on a, neb- um, a ventilator. Um, because they have inflamed lungs, uh, the, the, um, the veins in the lungs get inflamed or the capillaries in the lungs get inflamed. It reduces lung capacity and therefore they can't breathe and therefore they die and they need to be on a ventilator. And what hydrogen peroxide does is increases blood oxygen levels. So even with a lower lung volume, you get the increased blood oxygen, which keeps you alive. Again, why the CDC didn't come out and say everybody going into an emergency room should be on um, hydrogen peroxide therapy is beyond me. It could have saved yeah. hundreds of thousands of lives. Jeez. Yeah. Hundreds, yeah. hundreds of thousands of lives. Yeah. You know, yeah. and the reason why it's not FDA approved, why is it not FDA approved? Because there's no money in it. Hydrogen peroxide mm-hmm. is virtually free. Pretty I mean, I got a, bo- a bottle this big for $15 off eBay, uh, off yeah. of Amazon. Yeah. Um, it lasts for a year or two. So there's no financial incentive for anybody. Right to put it through any kind of clinical trial yeah, yeah. um 
you know and it is dangerous in higher amounts but you know people have died by drinking it right you know right. and of course that yeah. that stooped the the whole uh, medical community saying don't do hydrogen peroxide it's too dangerous right and that's understandable because you know people have died from drinking it but nebulizing yeah. it you're only using about two ml when you're drinking it you're drinking eight ounces of it or whatever that becomes dangerous right. yeah. I, I equate it to uh, alcohol so there's a difference between drinking a bottle of beer at whatever four percent five percent alcohol and you know moonshine at 100 you're exactly. not going to drink a pint yeah yeah you knock it back a pint of moonshine you're in yeah. trouble right yeah 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 yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, it's same with hydrogen peroxide you have to have the, the lower percentage the better it is the hell you know the safer it is generally oh, speaking. And I, you hit a good point because i'm sure you get a lot of this too i do not like or trust the pharmaceutical industry in this country or any country because I've said this countless times, it is, there's more money in treating a problem than curing a problem. Mm -hmm. And it sounds like everything you're saying, there's these practical steps you can do. Some of them, which you can find at the dollar store right, <laughs> or right. in your own yeah. home, but yeah. they keep this from us. Like with vitamin D, as soon as COVID started, me and my mom started taking a lot of it every day. And, you know, thank mm -hmm. God till today, we haven't had it yet because wow, we great. took yeah. all those big steps, you know, trying yeah. to do these basic healthy things. So what the book do you see think that it's like something the whole family could look at and go for some of these things okay these are the steps we need to take or is it more geared towards adults and people like that no i mean um it it depends doesn't it if your child uh, is immunocompromised for example i would not uh, hesitate in my children yes. yeah hydrogen peroxide therapy um I, yeah, it's a good question. Um, you don't, I mean, if you've got a robust um, immune system um, or if you already had COVID, then you probably don't need to, to do it. I mean, I, this is for people who have chronic fatigue syndrome, right? So there's people mm. who are tired every day of their lives and their life expectancy is shortened and their quality mm. of life is impaired. So from that perspective, it's worth doing. I do it once every two or three days because it gives me just a massive burst of energy. Um, and it reduces the chances of me. I haven't had a cold for two years. I used to get wow. colds and flus like every three months because my immune system was so beaten up and it used to make my life a hell. Wow. Um, but with hydrogen peroxide, I've never, I haven't been sick since. So, so from that point of view, it's been, it's been amazing for me um, and it will be amazing for other people. Um, but yeah, so I, you know, I do recommend it for people who are sick. Um, I don't necessarily recommend it for people who are healthy. Although if you want to death, absolutely avoid COVID, you won't get COVID. If you nebulize hydrogen peroxide, it's impossible pretty much. Okay. Wow. Wow. Unbelievable. I mean, you know, it, it is what you say, Jason is what Steve had talked about our, our homeopath guy and mm -hmm. and all these things that pretty much for almost every ailment there is a really good uh homeopathic remedy for it and um 
it I I don't find it odd, but I find it very comforting to know that the things that you've done and the things that you're talking about is is backed up by a homeopath and he's been doing it for 40 years yeah and he's seen he's seen it all and mm-hmm. um if like you said and eric you make a good point because you know when you take this to to even a specialist in chronic fatigue and and they do take your book because let's face it i mean i don't i don't go searching you know for remedies mm-hmm. on the internet because let's face it if you have a hurt thumb they're going to say amputate your arm oh according to webmd i've been dead for five years <laughs> right 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 no one's had the heart to tell me yet right right <laughs> and and you know it it and and we do it in jest because i think this is a really heavy topic and mm-hmm. and we have to tread lightly but we have to look at the reality of you know you, you can't necessarily go to all these different places and expect a good outcome and i think that's the horrible part about chronic illness but if dare i say everybody listening to this and they they do get your book they do read your book how what are the chances and i say this very lightly because this is a this is serious stuff how how likely is it that they could take it to a a chronic fatigue syndrome like specialist or even long covid and they look at this the doctors knowing what we know because you know it's nothing against doctors but again they don't have the time they don't have the resources um how how can somebody take your book and lightly give it to their specialist or somebody that they trust a homeopath and go hey i really need you to look at this with me and do something out of this book <laughs> your book you know mm-hmm. um i think it's a good idea somebody yeah. i would i would say do it because um naturopaths and homeopaths they don't know everything either they you know it's still a learning process for everybody there's so much out there to learn um but um you know one of the one of the key things in the book is be your own health advocate you know tell the doctor how you're feeling right tell the doctor what you think will help you because what you think will help you is more likely to help you than what you don't think will help you because mentally we're geared that way right Okay, wait. Does wait, that make can sense? You, can you say that one more time and say it, say it a little slower? Because I think that's probably one of the most important things to realize. Yeah, what you think will help you is more likely to help you than what you don't think will help you. So, wow. your body is more willing to take on a medicine if you believe it will work. And this, this is not me saying it. There's been Harvard studies on the placebo effect, mm. the placebo effect whereby people believe the pill is going to help them and it does help them. Um, there was a famous one. The most amazing one was um, chemotherapy. There was um, cancer patients had um, chemotherapy. What they were told was chemotherapy, but it wasn't. It was a sugar pill and their hair wow. fell out. 
everyone, their hair fell out because they believed that the chemotherapy was working, that they were taking chemotherapy. Their hair fell out. I mean, you can, if you Google the, the Harvard study uh, on placebo effect, it's in the book, you know, I've talked about it in the book. So believing that something's going to work is really important. And, yeah. it, and, the, and it, the other side of it is called the nocebo effect. Um, and this is another study that, that's been important. If a doctor tells you there are going to be side effects of a drug or those side effects are more likely to occur as if, if they didn't tell you. So if they didn't tell you those side effects would occur, you're probably not going to suffer from them. It's a very interesting study. So it's very important to believe uh, and take on and be positive and believe that what you're doing is going to help you because it's more likely to help you than if you don't believe it. It's really important. It's an important part of psychology and, and, and how the body works, how the brain works. Yeah. We don't probably really understand that part of the brain, but it's a fact. I mean, yeah. it's been shown by study after study after study. You know, it's, it's an important it, part of it. That's amazing because, you know, and so I love our show because we get to talk to a lot of different people. And we actually we had a, a neuroscientist on and mm -hmm. they talked about what you're hey, Jason. I, this I'm not I, this is this is fascinating to me because we're talking about a chronic illness. We're talking about almost, you know, from from what I understand from the neuroscientists that we can rewire our brain and we can change our thoughts. We can change our emotions. We can change our life mm -hmm. through through working on ourself. And much like what you said about your your chapter on depression, your mm -hmm. chapter about being positive and and that. That to me is rewiring your whole system and, and filling it up. Because again, when you have this, this illness, chronic illness, and they can't seem to find what's wrong and you don't know what's happening and everybody around you, you know, there's there, you have to dig yourself out of that. And, and I think is that, is that more often than not that hurdle that getting over yourself, meaning our emotions, getting out of our head and thinking not of just now, but in the future tomorrow, if I do this today, mm -hmm. I'm going to feel like this. I'm going to feel better tomorrow. And, and the things that I'm doing today, does that, does any of that make sense? Absolutely. It all makes sense because mm. um, it's like, uh, you know, people who are depressed and they go in that, you know, when you go in the downward spiral, you're yeah. doing the opposite of what you just said. Yeah. So example, if you're really depressed and you're suicidal, what do you, a lot of people take drugs to cope with that, right? Yeah. yeah. And the drugs obviously make it worse because yeah. then after the drugs wear off, you feel worse. So you take more drugs and then you get in that spiral whereby you go downhill some people hit the bottom and then then they kind of climb back up again and get into the positive cycle and um, so it's extremely valid what you just said is extremely valid because um not just with depression but with a chronic illness to get better you have to change your mindset you have to flick flick a switch so you stop going down there and you start coming up in the positive spiral yeah. um and the trigger, one of the good triggers for doing that is, guess what? Reading a book about it, right? Because it's going <laughs> yeah. to give you the knowledge yeah. to say, okay, I'm going to do this, 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 and this. Um, 
and I believe that this, 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 and this is going to make me feel better. Yeah. And when those four things work, you're going to read more, and the fifth thing's going to work even more, and then six things so going to work, and, so and then you suddenly you're going to wake up one day and think, you know what? Hey, I might even go for a jog. I might go for a run. I can. I'll take the kids to the park. Wow. Um, and then suddenly your life's turned around and you're in an upward spiral. Yeah. And um, so the mental aspect of this is extremely important. Um, so absolutely right, Larry. Yeah, that's, that's part of the recovery process. The positive thinking is, you know, step one of the recovery process for sure, to get into that positive cycle of moving upwards. Yeah. Golly gee. Jason, you know, I, I know we've talked a lot. I, I It feels like we talked a little bit about your book, but more importantly about you know, what you've kind of been through and the yeah. therapies that you've gone through, which I mean, really is, is about your book. Um, but it's, you're, we're, I, I, it's, it's amazing to me because the way life works, right? Because, mm -hmm. you know, we have to go through stuff. We have to go through the hard stuff to, to get to where we're meant to be. Right. Um, right. would, would you be able to, to read just a little bit, um, give us like a little excerpt from your book. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, I'll read the preface, so a paragraph from the preface. Um, okay, there are many excellent books that detail the causes and triggers of chronic fatigue. Many are extremely well-written by scholars and physicians, and I recommend you read as many of them as you can. However, not all the books written on the subject are simple to understand or particularly enjoyable to read. Many are quite scientific in nature and academic in tone. More importantly, very few offer tangible remedies or therapies that get at the heart of what sufferers of chronic fatigue are desperately seeking, a real-life cure. Learning about COVID and chronic fatigue is all well and good, but if you can't do anything about it, then what's the point in the end? That's why the majority of this book concentrates and discusses many of the remedies and methods to cure your chronic fatigue, no matter whether the cause is COVID, Lyme, Epstein-Barr, or, or any other causes cited in this book. This book aims to provide clear, simple information that is enjoyable and, dare I say, fun to read. You may disagree with this last assertion, but you can't say I didn't try. And on that last point, it is actually fun to read um, because that's what I wanted to do in this book was to make it kind of lighthearted. Yeah. yeah. I mean, there are even, jo there are even jokes in there because... I've read so many of these books and they're impossible to read. Well, it's like wading through treacle of scientific, you know, um, all these scientific reports and it's so dull and it's hard, you know, especially when you're tired because <laughs> yeah. people reading this book are probably quite tired um, and certainly tired of reading these types of books. So I've written it in a way that is fun to read and engaging and there are little stories in there um, and also the science bits, I've actually, if every science, because I have discussed science in there, obviously, but before every science section, I've actually put science bit alert. And when you see that bit in the book, you can just skip through that part if you don't want to learn about the science and just carry on reading the fun yeah. bits. Yeah. So, um, and also at the end of every chapter is a summary of that chapter. So if you really suffer from ADHD and you cannot read, or you get too bored reading it, you can just go to the end of each chapter and just read the summary, which is a page long, and it will, and it, it sort of 
gives you an idea of exactly what I said in the chapter, which kind of is pretty helpful. Oh, and wow. you've really thought of everything. Seriously. Wow. I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I mean, yeah. l- I mean, let's face it. You, you've, you've broken this thing down this entire episode for me, if I could understand it, I mean, come on, <laughs> anybody, yeah. anybody that, that, that knows about chronic illness and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and the, I mean, you cover, you, you do, obviously it's about, um, chronic fatigue syndrome. But yeah. but more importantly, I think, in my humble opinion, it it deals with chronic illness because obviously with chronic illness, you know, you have batteries of tests, you have this, you have batteries of doctors, you have batteries of opinions, you have batteries of fill in the blank, and you do you get you get tired, you get down, you get frustrated, mm-hmm. you get sad, yeah, and then you find just that little bit of hope and i think just from talking to you and you know i mean obviously we didn't even get a lot into your background which brings me before i say oh, we would love to have you have, back yeah on. Exactly. that's what the sequel's for yeah yeah <laughs> we, we'd like to have part two to get into into your background because i mean and not to, you know, like get into a whole nother conversation, but for 16 years, you've lived with this. Mm-hmm. And some of the things that, that you've been through, I mean, I would, you know, uh, I, I will talk to you, talk to you yeah. after the show and, and pitch you some, some ideas that I got forming around <laughs> in my head. But, okay. um, Sounds good. but I, I, I do know that no doubt, no doubt your book and not just your book i mean you're live you're you're a living person with a vast amount of knowledge and i i really recommend for anybody that is listening to this reach out to jason um because he knows i i i know he knows because i i can feel it i can sense it um that he knows what he's talking about. So please, if you, if you have any questions and let me, let me ask you this because people are out there going, yeah, but what if my question's dumb? Are there any dumb questions? One that's not no, us. That's, no, right? I don't think so. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, I've, I've asked dumb questions of other people. I believe it's stupid to ask. I think you just got to ask them and not be afraid. Yeah. Um, she'll never learn, you know? Yeah. So there's no question that's too dumb to ask and yeah. don't, you know shouldn't, shouldn't be self-conscious about anything like that well so, had i known at the start of the show i would have asked more questions <laughs> <laughs> uh no but eric you're right what what would you say the only stupid question is one that's not asked yeah asked. very true yeah yeah that's right that's true very true yeah. very true absolutely um, uh give us one more time uh, and also, you have social media that people can reach out to you through, mm-hmm. correct? Yep. 
Okay. Um, yeah. All your links. If you want to give your link one more time, and Eric, where is it going to be? Yeah. Links will be in the description if you're listening in on Anchor. And when the show goes up, it'll be connected to all of our social media stuff. Yes. Yes. Okay. Um, and, and, and what was the, the dot com again, Jason? Yeah, it's just chronicfatiguegone.com. Chronicfatiguegone.com. Okay. So just go there. There's a, you can just talk to me on there. And um, yeah, I'll respond. I'll okay. respond, you know, within a day or two. And, uh, as I say, no questions too stupid. Um, Good. And I'm happy to, to respond to any, anything. So Excellent. I, I'll Excellent. try and help as much as I can. That's wow. why I did this, you know, to help others. Um, financially, there's no money in it. I've learned that pretty quickly. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, if you want to get rich quick, don't write a book. But um, <laughs> but if you want to, if you want, if you want to help people, write a book because it's, it's a really yes. good way of connecting with others. Yeah, um, and yeah. I you know recommend it. Yeah, from yeah. that point of view. And if you want to learn about a, a particular subject in depth, write a book about it because you'll you, you end up learning a lot. So right, right. You know that yeah. that's always part of the creative process. You have something so important to say. You take all this time and you put all this effort into into your book. Um, but I, I really, and I don't say this lightly. I have a feeling, Jason, that you're just, uh, how long has the book been out? Uh, it's been a three months, April 11th, April, May, June, July. Yeah. Almost three, three months. months, three months. Yeah. You, yeah. you are just starting to let people know that, that yeah. you're out, out there right absolutely yeah. not, not only right. your book but the knowledge that you have you're just scratching the surface you know yeah um and yeah all right i mean can i just say that the book is free on amazon unlimited you oh, know so really? yeah you, you haven't um and it's only 2.99 to buy the ebook if you don't have the amazon limited and the paperback's 14.99 yeah um so um yeah so i'm pretty much breaking even um yeah. well, i'm not even i'm not even breaking even that's not true yeah. um it'd be a long time if you, if you i mean all the hours i put into it if you yeah. like to you know yeah isn't it yeah you know that's but, um, a, so, oh, i was just gonna say that's a whole nother creative discussion obviously yeah. because yeah, that's yeah, the creative part um but but really i think well no, i think really what it's about to me because everybody wants to do something that their heart and soul is in. And this, I, I, I believe what it sounds like is your heart and soul. Yes. Yeah, it is. It is my heart and soul. It's my, my kind of, I'd say it's my life's work. Yeah. But it's the most important thing I've ever done in my life. Um, for sure. Yeah. That, that's going to mean, that, that means something to yeah. obviously two guys on the other end of the microphone. Yeah, you know, and and if there's anybody out there, just a little bit like us, it's gonna mean a lot to other people. So, um, uh, you can get your book at Amazon. You say that's correct. Yeah. Mm. Uh, uh, and and uh, uh, anywhere else? Any other dot coms as of right now? No, just Amazon. It was on Barnes and Noble and Smashwords, but I took it off um, uh, just to concentrate on the Amazon because. To be to be honest, it's where ninety nine percent of people go nowadays to buy books. Right. So yeah, Amazon right. is yeah, yeah, really is a place to go. 
um there's, yeah. a, there's a whole load of reviews on there which is great i've got some great reviews as well checking the reviews out if you're still unsure about the book but um right. so yeah if you just if you go on amazon and put in chronic fatigue gone um you'll find the book and um and if you do buy and read it please give me you know a review let me know what you think and also just um you know email me through the website chronicfatigue.com and let me know chronicfatiguegone.com and ask me any questions i'm happy to help yes yes jason i feel that this is just the start of of our conversation with this stuff it really so, is yeah yeah um i mm -hmm. before we wrap up i just want to say thank you for for coming on and being super open and honest yes um about mm -hmm just a little bit about your life and, and mm -hmm. giving us a vast knowledge of your experience with your experimentations and things that have worked for you yeah. and your chronic fatigue. Thank you. Thank you. Jason. Oh, thanks. Thanks. Thanks so much for having me on. I really enjoyed the conversation and I really hope some, you know, people get something out of it and um, I hope it helps people. And thanks. So thanks for, for helping me getting the word out. I really appreciate it. Thank Absolutely. you for saying guests to the show. Yes. Well, as we said, all of Jason's links will be in the description if you're listening in on Anchor and will also be linked in all of our social media. Jason, we just want to thank you one more time for coming on the show. And everybody, like we say each and every week here, remember, support our troops.